Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Up in this edition of TV Black Box, Hot Seat Axed for Gladiators is coming back. We take a look at what's hot and what's not in the TV industry right now. Plus, the one and only Andy Lee joins us to talk The 100 and whether he'd be up for hosting the Logies. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Well, it's a good evening to you, or a good morning, or a good afternoon tea, if you're joining us. Whenever you're joining us as you listen to TV Black Box, I'm Rob McKnight, and joining me in this edition of The Black Box is TV presenter David Robinson. G'day, Robbo. Rob, great to meet you, and good morning, good afternoon, and good night, as the ah. Trevor Show uh, says. There you go. And if only this TV uh, podcast was also vision, because we could see this wonderfully beautiful uh, <laughs> shirt that you've got on. I don't know if it if, if it's moths or butterflies or flowers. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's some kind of cream. He's it's, got an undershirt on. I don't know what's happening here. It's flowers, and my optometrist today said uh-huh. that she really liked this shirt. She made a big deal of yeah, it. Yeah, but your optometrist also got you to turn your head when cough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, TV Black Box producer Abby Mickelson is with us. Hello, Abby. Hello, Rob. Hello, everyone. And I would just like to start by acknowledging the Darramurugal people um, of the land that I am recording on tonight. Well, it must be bloody cold down there, Abby, because you've got your Eskimo <laughs> Joe uh, outfit on. You, you look like, oh, sorry, you look like an Inuit. I've got my Udi on because it's freezing and I, oh, I'm excited for winter to be over. But Sydney, I've actually found Sydney quite moderate um, when I've been down there over the past few oh weeks. Oh, my God. We are talking weather. This podcast, <laughs> we're having much weather. Weather. We're having weather. Okay. How about the weather? We're just crossing out of Sam Mack. Fair point. Yeah. Well made. The viewers advocate Steve Mulk is also here. Hello, Mulky. Hello, Rob, Abby, Robbo. I'm recording tonight on the land of the Barramatical people of the Darug Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. And look, just to keep it in the whole vein of where we've been going, I'm cold too. Well, it's been a little bit warmer up there in uh, Gosford uh, and the central coast where you've been, hasn't it? Robbo is having conniptions. (laughs) (laughs) And Robbo, what's it been like on the Sunshine Coast? Well, it's been pretty tropical downstairs. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you meant topical. It's a cream that you apply. (laughs) I I am applying that. I am applying that for this conversation. All right, let's get into what the people are here to listen to, and that is the TV news stories of the week, because after more than 25 years, quiz game show Millionaire Hot Seat, well, it has been put, and I quote, on hiatus by Channel 9. 
Now, you might remember we talked about this on the TV Black Box podcast and website back in April. We reported Millionaire was facing the axe. Now, Nine denied that at the time, but our reporting has proven to be correct once again. Now, as you would expect, host Eddie Maguire broke the official news himself on Melbourne Radio. We're joined by a man who brings news. His name is Eddie Maguire, host of, oh, amongst the many things he does, host of Millionaire Hot Seat. Welcome, uh, Ed, So on a Friday morning. Ross and Russ, great to be with you guys. Uh, fantastic to be here. I've actually asked to come on because uh, you guys have been fantastic supporters of my show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Millionaire Hot Seat? And uh, it's with gr- great pride and, um, and joy, but a- also sadness, that I announced this morning that Millionaire Hot Seat will go into hiatus at the end of uh, January next year. So we will finish off this year and there'll be a replacement show at five o'clock on the Nine Network after we will hit our 25th anniversary uh, uh, when we go into 2024. That was Eddie Maguire on 3AW. Now, look, Nine says the show has not been axed. Uh, Maguire has told Nine's newspapers the show is too good not to return. Robbo, I feel that he's dreaming that if Tipping Point, which we all know is going to be the replacement show, if Tipping Point proves to be a success, Millionaire will not be back. Millionaire has not been working, and it is so important that 5 o'clock game show provides a good lead into the news. Seven News has just won Melbourne. They've just passed the crucial 21 weeks. That is partly thanks to the fact that Chase is rating so well. But I think that's genuinely what they've told him. I think they've said to him, it will come back, we need a rest. Yes, yes, yes. But, but I it's 100% Eddie's, believe that. Yeah, of course, but it's it's, it's it's Eddie's first week in television. Yeah, that's so right. So obviously he's going to believe the fact that the hiatus meets a hiatus. <laughs> I, I think what, what it would be better have done, uh, what, I, what I think would have been better, is that uh, a wonderful uh, celebration and announcement, 25 years, yeah. 2,500 episodes. I think it's wonderful. What a great achievement, and that's what we should be looking at. At the same time, 25 years. 6pm is where it's at, and unfortunately Millionaire is not where it's at. Tipping Point, a great show. I can't wait to see it on uh, on Channel 9. Mog, do you think Tipping Point will work up against the chase? No. Yes. No, not by a long shot. I think that it will it will draw some attention and some attraction, oh, I but I think point. the chase is in such a purple patch for seven that mm. it's going to be very, very hard to unseat, even if you came up with the world's best format and blah, 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 blah. And frankly, Tipping Point is not that. I don't know. I love Tipping Point. Tipping Point is a great game, and this is absolutely the play I would be doing if I was Michael Healy. Sure. Absolutely the play. I agree with you, though. Larry Emder and the chase, bloody hard to beat. When you consider that 5.30 section is beating the reality TV shows at 7.30. Well, by comparison, but yes, we can't make direct apples to oranges in that regard. I, I understand what you're saying. I just did. I mean, you can't. That's fine. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, I think that I think that uh, the tipping the tipping point. Sorry, the Google and the, the Yahoo. <laughs> I think Tipping Point is a much better show than Chaser. Agreed. Of oh, the Chaser. The, the chase. chase. I, I've never liked the chaser. Oh, the chase. Sorry, the chase. Wow. This whole segment I turned don't... us all into 78-year-old people. No, but Tipping Point, I think, is a better show I agree. than the chaser. Mm-hmm. I think the chaser, and I've always thought this in any incarnation, is a boring show. Agreed. You have watched boring. Tipping Point, haven't you? You know what yeah. that show is. 
I love tipping it's point. It's the pokies on television. Yeah. <laughs> That's what tipping point is, and I love it. But I love it. I love it too, but I think The Chaser is a boring show. Um, Abby, tipping point or The Chase? Oh, the tipping point any day. I agree with Robbo. I find the chase boring. I don't like any... I don't like the Australian. I don't like the UK. I don't like any of it. Tipping point's fun. It's like playing an arcade game. It's... Yeah. I agree with that. But, geez, you got Larry, man. You got Larry. All right. Let's move. Because here's a story we've been following for a month or so. Kevin Perry has already reported the classic 90s television show Gladiators is slated for a reboot in Australia. And now Kevin has confirmed... Channel 10 will be the new home of the series. It initially aired for two seasons in 1995 and 96, then the show briefly resurfaced in 2008, and now it is ready to entertain a fresh generation of... A spokesperson for Channel 10 declined to answer questions about the upcoming revival because we understand the return of Gladiators is anticipated to be officially announced at the network's upcoming 2024 upfronts. Yes, upfronts are just around the corner. Abby, it's another reboot coming our way. Will this one work? Oh, I don't overly think so. It, it's hard for me because I never have seen an I episode concur. of Gladiators in my life, but I just can't <gasps> imagine. And I, I know Robbo's gasping and Robbo loves it and a lot of people loved it, but reboots in general are very hit and miss, more often miss than hit. And I just think from I, my expectations are that it's going to be overproduced it's just going to be uh, the same thing. Agreed. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing as Ninja Warrior, whatever. But Abby, nostalgia has been working. Has Heritage it? Heritage brands have been working. Well, I, like, where? very few. Thank God you're here is one exception. But, like, if you think Australian Idol, all, not, no one cared about any of those. Like The I Voice? Just, yeah, mm. but we've only had one episode of ratings for The Voice so far. Same with The Block. And I think they've come out big and both of them are going to taper hard. And I think also the voice is still, I, I know it's not new, but it's not, a, it's, not, it's not the gladiators, it's not Australian Idol, it's not a show that was off air for 20 years and then voice, came back. Yeah. But the voice has been around for since, what, 20... Yeah, but Abby's point 10? that it hasn't been away for as long as gladiators has, like mm. this is a big gap for gladiators to come back Agree. from. Mm. And the nostalgia hook... Is, is a difficult play because a lot of the audience that maybe were into it certainly have all grown up and may be less interested or only give it a cursory glance. And then you've got a whole new audience that you want to attract to it that are probably going to look at it and go, I mean, maybe? But it, it, it depends how they do it. L- sure. Let's be honest. Yeah, we need to see the, the pudding, right? Yeah. I, look, in its favour, it's a heritage brand. So it's got nostalgia. People might take a look. Now depending on how they do it. Because when 10 brought back It's a Knockout, they did it on the cheap as a oh. sponsorship with McDonald's. They shot all these episodes and it was just cheap-ass TV. In Southeast Asia. It was just yeah. everything about it reeked cheap. This is the thing. I think Abby is correct. Uh, it'll be overproduced. The thing that I like is it won't be on the 7 Network. The 7 Network has this bloody pathological obsession of overproducing everything. Two quick cuts, too many um, fake applauses, too many cheers and too many cutaways of the audience where they're not even clapping. The Seven Network is notorious for this in any shows that they do. Uh, can I what I interject? think, what I think is, no, no, not yet. What I think is, is that I, I will hope that Ten doesn't do that. If they can get the show to what it was, and I, I, I've, I've spoken about this on the program before, um, at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre, 
they really got that venue going. If you can get that venue going, that is a huge venue. That is a huge venue, and that's what they need to do. Um, Seven just can't seem to help themselves. Well, they have to interject with so many effects, is so many sound thing, effects. Though, or is it no, a production? No, it is. No, no. Hang on. No, no. It's a seven thing. I, I, I've I said this for years. There's certain production companies in this no. country that do this. I don't. But, and look, I disclaim, I'm working for seven at the moment. Correct. But so, but, I don't but think it comes, it's a seven thing. I think it's a production it, uh, company thing. I, I, I don't think it is. I really don't. And, I, and if people want to go back, and obviously the fans will. Well, really uh, quickly, because, though, this isn't being made by 10. It's being made by, is it Endemol Shine? I think. I understand that. That, and that still just goes might be through, who I'm thinking no, of, yeah, Oh, yeah, my I'm goodness. It still goes through the lens and the filter of the network. Oh, sure, that network I think knows, seven, sure. 7 is pathological in the way that it deals with post-production of a show. Now, you can say that it's not 7 and, and, and it's the production company. Tickety-boo, no worries. All the best. The thing is, they get the final say and they add in too many effects and they do it all the time for all of their shows. All right, well, what we'll I keep hope, an eye out. Well, we'll keep two eyes out if you can, but you, I mean, you obviously had one eye closed with that shirt that you, you chosen, but uh, we'll keep two... Uh, <laughs> the, the challenge is going to be for 10 is, is what made Gladiators, and I acknowledge it was 20-something years ago, what made Gladiators great was the, the epic scale of it. They yes, did right. take over the Brisbane Entertainment Centre and the whole floor was turned into the combat zone and they had all of the big props and challenges and things and the audience filled around on that, that raised section. We don't know yet where they're filming it, whether they're going to take over a, a, a big venue and do the same kind of thing or whether I it's going to be... I believe it's in the neighbours set. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Joking. <laughs> joking. I think I was looking at face going, Is he joking? No, but it was, I was running out of water. If you look closely, you can see Wentworth. Oh. Um, yeah. Lasseter's like, you can see Lasseter's in the background of it. That's right. Um, it, it, we don't yet know where it's going to be filmed, and I think that's going to be key. I think it will be a bad decision if they go for the traditional audience staring down at the set and it all happening in front of them and not in the round which makes it far more of an expensive proposition. But just that notion that it is big and there is audience everywhere looking at it is what I think adds to the whole Gladiators format. But we will see what they do with it. Guarantee it will be on a 2023 budget. Well, Australia is set to get an extra 50 fast channels thanks to the launch of Pluto TV in this country from August 31. Free ad-supported streaming television, i.e. fast, allows viewers to stream themed channels whenever they want. Channels heading our way include MTV Reality, MTV The Shores, Nick Classics and Nick Toons, in addition to the legendary titles such as I Love Lucy, Happy Days, Dynasty, South Park and more. Now, unlike in the US where Pluto TV is a standalone service, Australian viewers will have to go to 10Play to access the content. Malt, I've got to say... Mm. I think it's going to hurt Pluto, T- Pluto TV having to go through 10 play, isn't it? In other countries, I, I could just download it on my smart TV, the app for Pluto, and have access to these fast channels. To go into 10 play is an extra step. I don't know if that's the best play here. Yeah, look, we, we acknowledge, first of all, that Pluto is a part of the Paramount stable. Yes. So that's, that's why it's coming out through 10 play here in Australia to us and not as a standalone app and brand. Now, I also want to preface that or add to that by saying that we've kind of been getting drawn into the notion of fast channels 
for probably the last two or three years, as particularly seven and nine, have started to roll out these what look to be buttons that you just press on and, oh, look, here's all of McLeod's daughters. Oh, look, here's all of MasterChef. I can watch all of those things. And you watch them, you press it, and I can, you know, watch that episode and then there's ads cut through it and it's just like I'm watching it, air quotes, on normal linear television. It's just Mm. all MasterChef all the time. That's ostensibly what these fast channels are, though some of them, like particularly the Nick ones, MTV, they're, they're... Content that are part of that brand. So it's not like the MasterChef channel where you only get MasterChef. It's content within the MTV or the Nickelodeon kind of suite. And and 50 channels across the whole Pluto suite that we're going to get is not even all of the Pluto channels that are available in the States. Mm. There's a whole bunch more that we can't get through licensing and those sorts of things. I, I definitely think having to go through any of the catch-up services, certainly the three commercial networks all struggle in what they give us as far as their catch-up services go. So that's a that's a backward step in and, in and of itself. And I'd also acknowledge that I'm not, it will find a place, but not everyone's going to want to go and look at all of the stuff that's available, right? Like it's, we're a much smaller market. So I think the uptake is going to be a lot slower, yeah. though it has the capacity in an, in an individual channel basis to actually really surprise us. Well, 10 will be happy if it can drive traffic to 10 play, of course. Oh, ads, but... mate. The answer is ads. Can mm. I ask maybe a silly question? If it's going to be hosted on 10 play, does that mean it will be, un- like, it will use the same interface as 10 play? We don't know yet, Abby, though that is a fair assertion. Because if so, that is a nightmare because... That and most of the other free-to-air streaming, like streaming components of the free-to-air networks yep. are useless. So to go yep. to host a whole, great to have all these extra channels for free and whatever, but if Agree I have to this. use 10 Play to watch them, I will not do it. It's just not Agreed. worth it, especially with ads as well. I know at least for me, I am very hesitant to watch anything that has ads. I would much rather pay two bucks a month and get it ad free. So to ask someone like me to use a website that is frankly unusable and then sit through ads as well, I just, I can't see that working. Yeah, Yeah, but Netflix is seeing a big take up of the ad supported tier and people... But Netflix at least has a good platform. To, it's a good user experience. 10 Play Netflix is, not. is a great user experience, it, it, 100%. It works. Mm. Yes, it works. but obviously you've got to imagine that for all the talk the networks have about, you know, digital television and, and what they're doing on their websites, that they're working on the back end to make the make the user experience better because I, it I, is I, I'm a sorry, I'm so, No, 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 no. So I, I, forgive me if I'm wrong. The internet's only been around for a year or two, um, yep. and they the networks. Have, no, they, Rob, this is true. This is true. All networks except for the ABC, and I've said this many times on this program, they have all dropped the ball and continue to drop the ball, and then cry foul that it's so hard out there digitally and blah 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 blah. Oh, I think you need the, to the, add the, a, the commercial SBS networks to that with the ABC because they and and yeah, no, no, no Mocky, Hang on, agree. no, SBS so, On Demand, great content, shit website. No, the, but you can, but, SBS but, but On no, Demand no, no, no. is far superior to all of the others. Correct, the well, 7, 9 and 10. because I haven't used it lately, but I got sick of it. It was pissing how, me off. How can you possibly say that and then also defend 7, 9 and 10? Are you defending 7, 9 and 10? 
uh, with I their playback. I was. No, no, but um, that's that's uh, great. That's the question I asked. Um, <laughs> are you defending their 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 platforms? No, but what they I'm saying is that a lot of infrastructure's gone into the back end, and obviously no, it hasn't. But it hasn't built, though. It's rubbish. Built websites that can play video, so they have had infrastructure. They so, did it in so the YouTube early days. YouTube did that in two thousand and one. They obviously need upgrades. I'm I'm agreeing with you. The experiences aren't great, Robbo. Why are we Why are we fighting, darling? Because it, it creates good ton, co- you know good content and. Um, I don't know that it does. <laughs> well, I think you're great, and I think your shirt's great. Coming up, would Andy Lee be up for hosting the Logies? We'll find out in just a moment. Plus, how truthful do current affairs shows need to be in their promos? I'll find out why Abby's brought this one up. And we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A brand new season of The 100 is launching this week on Channel 9, and that means we get to chat with friend of the show, Andy Lee. Andy Lee, welcome back to TV Black Box. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I mean, I always check in with what you guys are doing. And we always check in with what you're doing. And, uh, of course, The 100 is returning on, well, we're recording this on Monday night, so it's tomorrow night, but by the time most people hear it tonight on Channel 9, it's... uh, August 8, 8.40 p.m. I've got to say, one of the topics has intrigued me. Have you seen your neighbour naked? Have you? Yeah. Uh, I have seen one of my neighbours naked, yeah. No, uh, so have I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Alex Dyson, actually, from Matt and Alex, remember from Triple J. and um, Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, Matt O'Kine and Alex Dyson. Alex has just moved in across the road, and I can see into his window. I'm not sure if he knows this yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I'm a, I'm a key Alex watch to see what I can, what, what he gets up to after hours. <laughs> Mine was so bizarre. I was changing one of my kids when they were a baby, maybe the first child, and it was that thing where I'm just changing the nappy at the change table. And I've literally, something's caught my eye and I've looked up and there's my neighbour. She's run out of the house to the clothesline to quickly get some clothes. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't see me. I'm sort of in a dark room here. There I am. The, the blinds were open and I just saw absolutely everything. Well, well as we'll find out if people watch the show tonight, um, uh, the premiere episode, it happens to more people than we would have thought. Yeah, and uh, and one lady shares a story about not just seeing one neighbour naked, but a lot of neighbours <laughs> naked, and they're up up to, up to something you might do when everyone gets together and gets naked. So she wow. had a dinner, she had a dinner party at the time, and they all all her whole dinner party filed into her laundry because that was the best viewing area, and they took <laughs> all the drinks in there. <laughs> it does show we don't get offended. We're sort of like, yeah, okay, there's a show. Yeah. Um, This is season five And it's pretty extraordinary, right? Because if we look at what's happening in the television landscape Especially now 
new formats don't seem to be working. So networks are really going back to old formats. You know, TV yeah. Blackbox just reported today that Gladiators is coming back on Channel oh, wow. 10. Yeah, mate, you've got to go to tvblackbox.com.au. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so my point is that obviously you you were involved in the creation of this show. You're now five seasons deep. Do you, is it sort of a pinch yourself moment that you've been able to create something like this that viewers are enjoying and the network likes? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's really, it is harder. And I certainly um, feel for for younger creatives trying to break into yeah. television medium. Maybe um, they're finding, thankfully, they've got other alternate uh, forms of media. I mean, I still love bit old school, still love my telly and my radio and podcast, yes. but um, uh, opposed to, say, the YouTube um, channel. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it is it is more difficult and certainly um, networks are finding it harder to, uh, to, to pick something and stay by it because it's pretty cutthroat. But you've been doing that. And, and look, there is stiff competition at 8.30 now or put that post 8.30, post-reality yeah. show. You know, we're seeing 10 actually doing very well with Have You Been Paying Attention and the te- Cheap Seats and the like. Yeah. Um, you're also showing that the post 8.30 slot could work. What else would you like to do in that slot? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Funny enough, I play a lot of golf with Rob Sitch and so we talk about <laughs> a lot of a lot of talk telly a lot actually probably is a bit boring that we talk about our work when we're meant to be having recreation. Uh, um, if I was there, I'd be doing the exact same yeah. thing. So you know. Um, but before um, he was talking about uh, the cheap seats before it came out, and I was talking about the hundred uh, kind of before it came out, and um, and what we're working on, and uh, um, and kind of help each other, and mainly I'm just asking for advice off Rob because he knows everything, <laughs> and yes. I just sit and listen. But. Um, I remember when I got the um, heard their uh, um, night of the week, the release date, and it was the exact same night as ours. And I said, I just said to Rob, "Oh, I, I used the F word, but I was like, oh gosh, we're, <laughs> we're actually up against each other." But he he was actually really buoyed about it. He said, "That's great. It's good to have competitions. Good to have more people with their eyes on the telly at that hour." And so he's right. What you're saying, I think he's right, and you're right. It's hopefully networks see it as another viable slot where people are keen to, to tune in. I think lighter stuff often is working in yeah. those slots um, for TV. I think people go to streaming services a lot for um, the darker materials, the dramas and all that yeah. stuff. I think it's harder for a, um, a network television um, station or uh, to try and get those going. I'm not sure why that is but and whether you agree with that. I do um, agree, Absolutely. But I think that um, yeah, there's certain other little formats that you could you could throw that eight forty slot, which is just kind of an unwind. It's the decompress, unwind, and, and have a giggle, and have a drink before you go to bed, maybe. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad you didn't use the word fuck because we don't like that here on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the evolutions of the show too has been uh, now the consistency, and if I'm understanding this right. So Mike Goldstein and Sophie Monk, will they be there every episode this season? They pretty much share the season. So um, they have some overlapping and then if if Mike's not there, Soph's there, and if Soph's not there, Mike will be there. So there's gotcha. kind of a trusted voice that you kind of people can tune in and, and you know, it helps me because you've got that natural chemistry. Um, yep. But, you know, like obviously I love Have You Been Paying Attention and a few other shows in that ilk where I, I kind of love studying them and going, what? 
what makes them work and what also gives them confidence each week that you're going to have a really great show. And yeah. obviously with Have You Been, having Sam Pang and Ed there uh, and Tommy, there's, there's three of them, there's a certain confidence you can have that you know that the show will be fine even if other people don't even rock up. never happens. They have great cast. But <laughs> I I looked at that as well and, and that's that's what Soph and Mike both give me. Yeah. When they're both there, I know it's going to be super cruisy and we're all firing at all cylinders. Um, but because we've only got three seats uh, opposed to have you been paying attention with five, um, it made more sense for us to get more people through uh, by having them sometimes have weeks off. So that's kind of the direct decision behind all that, um, but still having a trusted voice each week. Makes sense. Uh, speaking of Sam Pang, what did you think of him hosting the Logies? Oh, I loved it. You know, Pangy and I are good mates. Well, we were until he started to burn me on the Logies. Um, <laughs> I can't believe, can't believe he just threw. I told him that. I said, "You're you're throwing a friendship aside just for some little award show. What are you doing?" <laughs> um, I was actually See, really. I think it's totally worth it. But there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually really happy that I got to just so happened that I was presenting the first award after his. Um, so I got to have a little swipe back at him. So uh, as I walked backstage, he turned to me and went, that's going to cost you. Uh, so, <laughs> um, oh, look, I loved it. I, lo- I, I spoke to the year, a year before I was sitting in the um, next to Michael Healy from Channel 9 when Pangy did the acceptance speech for, for, on behalf of Kitty Flanagan for Fisk. And I said, oh, if you're going to grab a hug, go back to a host, you've got to get this bloke. And Mike was like, do you reckon you'd do it? And I said, oh, like, I reckon he would because Pangy and I had talked about it before. Yeah. Um, and so from from months out, you know, all these conversations happen on golf courses. We were playing golf, Pangy and I. And um, and uh, This is and why he, I don't get anywhere in the industry. I'm not playing yeah. golf. <laughs> yeah, I've got to play golf. Um, and Sam brought it up with me and, and he just had my 100% backing and endorsement, not that he needed it, but I just said that you, um, you'd be so great in this role. And, uh, and he was, it was, um, it was really cool. But the other good thing about Tang um, is he, he takes things seriously when he's in the, in the seat. Yeah. I mean, when I say seriously, he's obviously happy to take the piss out of himself and anyone else, mind you, but um, he takes the roles, the roles he yes. takes on really seriously. Yeah. And it doesn't matter um, what he's doing or what he's rocking up to do, whether it's, um, you know, some kind of pub gig, gig or charity gig versus something like hosting the Logies. Um, he really makes sure that he puts the considered time into it, and I think that's why uh, the night went really well. Now, I have to assume that you've been asked to do it before. Why haven't you done it? Well, I mean, Hamish and I have opened the Logies yes. a bunch of times. Um, and, I mean... To be honest, it's not too much more after the model. Yes, one. there is. That, <laughs> see, that's I call bullshit on that. There is. There's a lot more because having a host, whether it's Sam Pang, yourself and Hamish, there's lots of moments you can come back, have a bit of a theme, and, and it gives it that anchor. I've always felt I would love to see you host the Logies, and I hope yeah. you're not shutting the door on it. No, no. I mean, thankfully, um, Pangy's gone and, and blown all the cobwebs out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's more mainly been driven. I, I agree with you. Like there's other parts. I think it's better for the broadcast. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. having, again, we talk about safety and confidence. Yes. Someone to guide you through a show. I actually think that that's what that role does. Yes. Um, but as Gives Pangy, you a selling point. Yeah. And as Pangy said to me, he goes, you just get the monologue right and then smooth sailing. But he he, he put time into the other bits and pieces. Um, look, generally, generally it's because I want to go and drink, Rob. 
<laughs> now, look, I, I do understand that. <laughs> but the nation needs you. Uh, Sam might do it next year. We we don't know. I'm sure they'll be asking him again. Yeah. But, mate, one year, you're just going to have to wait until the after party to have your drinks and, <laughs> and stand up for the nation and host the Logies. Can you promise me that you'll seriously consider it? I'll, I'll seriously consider it. You put me under the pump, so there you go. <laughs> Always do. Hey, mate, uh, it's so good to see the 100 doing so well. It's a Thanks. bright spot on Nine's calendar every time it comes back. And so I wish you always nothing but the greatest love and success and everyone will make sure they're watching it. It's a great show. We know this. You're, you're, you know, you're selling something that is so easy to sell. Good on you, Andy. Cheers, bro. Really appreciate it, mate. Good to see you. God, I love him. He's so good. Make sure you watch The 100. It's always lots of fun. Well, look, yes. Abby raised this one with me during the week. 60 Minutes ran a promo for last Sunday's episode all about the singer Lizzo. Now, they had a big exclusive interview with her, an Australian exclusive, which was shot before the controversy broke over her allegedly fat-shaming her dancers, among other claims. But viewers could be forgiven for thinking the singer was going to talk about those allegations when they saw the promo. Take a listen. You guys keep knocking over the equipment. So everyone's all nervous. <laughs> the only Australian interview. Why would you love yourself? You're fat. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Like, fat people can love themselves. On 60 Minutes. Stunning allegations against singer Lizzo. For harassment, weight shaming. I was terrified for my job. Inside the controversial world of Lizzo. I never wanted to preach it to nobody. I just wanted to show people by example, by me just, you know, living loud. Sunday on 9 and 9 now. Okay, before we talk about this one, you all know it. I've talked about it in this episode, but a disclaimer, I am currently producing on 7 News Spotlight, which is a competitor to 60 Minutes. So if you think I'm being biased in anything I say, fuck off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the TV industry get no, there. No, that was, that was get put in their place. Ex- exactly what you should say. Well done, Rob. Well done. Brilliant. Well, everyone listening to this knows me well enough to say I call it as I see it. Abby, tell me mm. why you think this promo was an issue. Oh, it's not that I necessarily think it was an issue. I just think it's interesting and an, a bit of a a bit of a grey area when you've agreed on a narrative with talent, Lizzo in this case. For an exclusive interview, no one else had it. You've agreed on a narrative and that narrative has then shifted before the interview has gone to air. But you don't agree on a narrative. You agree to do an interview. Yes. But, oh, Rob, but come the on. But the interview is very much, oh, what's it like to be Liz? I'm not saying they've done anything wrong here. I just... If I was Lizzo, I would be pissed and I am... I think she's got bigger issues. Yeah, but but I, I just... I, I just think it's a tricky one because... While, yes, they don't sit down and agree on what the narrative of the interview is going to be, when Lizzo agrees or any artist agrees to do an exclusive interview about their tour and their life and stuff, it is very much a surface level, oh, hi, this is me, I'm having fun, I'm touring Australia here on my So are you saying that story should not have brought her controversy into that? I don't. I completely understand it from their perspective. Of course they had to report on it. Otherwise, it would have been a soft interview where people say, hang on, she's just had all this controversy. And, and I think the big that's... issue is have they defrauded the public with their promo? And I would say no. Nah. I would say they absolutely haven't because 
They haven't said she talks to us about yeah, I don't think the controversy. Yeah. They just think made that. mention of the controversy in the promo that mm-hmm. might make the viewer think that she's talking about it. That's clever marketing to me. Sure, I don't. I never got the impression, and maybe people did, but I ne- certainly never got the impression that she was talking about it in that interview. But I just, I think it's a bit short-sighted. Yes, that might bring in the ratings because Lizzo's controversy is big news this week. If I'm an artist, not even necessarily not necessarily Lizzo, I do not think I would have a whole lot of trust in 60 Minutes going forward and would not want to do interviews with I them. I don't understand this. They haven't broken any trust. They've done an interview mm-hmm. and during that interview they are going to bring up, like uh, even though it's all shot, the controversy broke, but of course in their story they're going to bring it up. I, I don't understand the problem in the slightest here. I don't necessarily think it's a problem. I just... But what have they done to to break the promise of the narrative with the artist? Well, that was not the interview that... That was not the segment that Lizzo signed up for. No, but a lot changed between when the interview was shot. That's like saying that you you shoot an interview with Celebrity A, they're then um, arrested for kitty fiddling, but you've got this interview and you say... Okay, we're not going to mention the kitty fiddling because they've been arrested because well, no, we did I, an interview based on their latest movie. It's, it's an no, extreme I would example. Su- yeah, though, I would suggest it's a sliding scale. If it was something like that, I would suggest you maybe wouldn't air the interview. No, but she's been accused of stuff in mm-hmm. the press, mm-hmm. and of course you have to include that in the story. It would be, it would be ridiculous not to. Sure, I get it. I get it from that TV perspective. I just think if no, I not a, even a journalistic point of view, you would be presenting and a one-sided, biased report well, no, all it needs if is you a disclaimer. didn't include those elements in the story. I, don't, I think all it needs is a disclaimer at the beginning saying this interview was shot prior to these allegations. And, well, and I, I think the challenge is, Rob, you know, if a, it, it's, it's a two-way street here. Lizzo, you roll the dice, right? You did the interview and then this stuff came out. You kind of can't expect it to not be mentioned. And I think that, that Tom Steinfort and 60 did a great job of slotting in a segment into the bigger narrative to say, and then this is happening or these these claims have Absolutely. come out um, without casting aspersions, without suggesting that, you know, Lizzo was trying to hide anything in their interview because I don't think that Lizzo was. I, I, th- I thought the, the way they cut that together and included it was fine. The, the challenge is, you're right, when big enough claims come out like this, you can't sidestep them unless you have a signed deal that says you can't talk about anything but what we talked about. Well, and we know 60 that for Minutes some should artists, not be signing deals like that. But we know that for some artists, their management no. do sign those no, deals. No, 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 no. You I'm might, you might say do. that for a morning show type program or the like. 60 Minutes and 7 Spotlight do not give any editorial controlled in their but that's what Mog's saying. I'm like, and even in this, I'm not making a judgment that 60 Minutes did the wrong thing. I just think it's an interesting grey area in that this can happen in a bunch of different scenarios. Like Mog is saying, if it's a morning show or something like that, what? But I'm not even saying they agree to editorial restrictions. I'm just saying, oh, you know, I think maybe at Studio 10, I once agreed to not go into an area of something with a celebrity. I think I did. The challenge here, the, it's the flip side though, right? So all, for all of what we just discussed, and I acknowledge that that's a thing, at, at the same time, we know that celebrities of Lizzo and higher their status, they are copping all sorts of claims and, and situations around them. I'm not saying that, that these claims are not, they don't have merit. They may well do, we'll find out. But, but they, they made get, headline news around the world. 
they get all sorts of claims thrown at them all the time. If I want to give you an example, Kevin Spacey was just found innocent by a court for a whole bunch of stuff that ruined his career. Correct. Right? That's huge because the media went to town on him when they were simply, at that point, simply allegations. I think it's fair for the media to report that. I, yes. But he is entitled to his day in court. And, and I, I think Netflix were the ones who did the wrong thing by sacking him. And, and anyway, the viewers sided with Kevin because they didn't watch the, the, the following series when it was oh, no, when some, his some wife took over. And it wasn't very good. Um, the, the, but all I'm saying is that, the, that when you get to that level of stardom, there will always be allegations. Whether they have merit, whether they're spurious or whether there's actually, you know, you've gotten into the machine. Yeah, I don't understand the point here because there's, these were around the globe headline-making allegations and what I'm to saying not is, included in the report would have been unethical in a way. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have. I'm glad that they did. I'm saying that there will always be claims when you are a person of a certain status. It's just whether or not they have merit to be reported on. And sometimes, not saying that 60 and 7 Spotlight do this, but sometimes media looking for a contrary angle will clip onto or link into some of these very spurious claims just to give their report a point of difference is all I'm getting at. So there's always claims. Sometimes they seem to be quite... And the reason why these Lizzo ones stand out is because she purports to be this kind of person and the claims being made yes. are that she's made exactly the, the, you know, the opposite kinds of, you know, uh, su- she wasn't being supportive in the way that she claims she wants to be supportive yeah. of her staff and, and yeah. backing singers and things. Some good news now. The ABC has reversed a decision to dump at Sunday night state bulletins. The backflip comes after the move made headlines and viewers vented their anger. You might remember in June, the ABC announced plans for a single national bulletin on Sundays. It was all part of a five-year plan towards a digital future. Managing Director David Anderson told staff in an email, after listening to audience feedback, it is clear there are some members of the Australian public who continue to rely on the local Sunday night state bulletin. As a result, we will not be proceeding with this current proposal. The ABC intends to proceed with all other proposals and initiatives announced in June. Um, Malk, this we don't need to talk ad nauseum about this one. It's a good one. And this five-year plan reminds me of the time when I was 18 or 19 and made a five-year plan with my girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time, and we lasted oh. about two months after that. We've anyway, all done that. Uh, <laughs> and I think the ABC's five-year plan is going to go the same way. Sorry, Evelyn. Um, so... <laughs> was that an E-Man reference? Did no, Evelyn was my girlfriend's name, but everyone called her Evelyn. Um it's a whole thing. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> 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 Rob, if you're Sorry. in there, <laughs> blink I've twice. About evil Lynn. I mean, I've went out with some orcos and some. Uh, oh. <laughs> so hang on. There's a story about me you don't know. Yeah, but also I've been out with the Skeletor. He was. <laughs> right, I'll try and drag this back. This is good news. The ABC listened. The ABC listened. ABC listened up. The, the biggest takeaway in this whole story, Rob, is that David Anderson's clearly a TV Black Box subscriber and uh, by receiving the feedback from us at just how ludicrous this decision was, uh, clearly they've decided to make the, uh, the course correction that, that sees the state-based bulletins remain as well they should. 
Absolutely. It was Radio National 745 all over again, but let's not go down that path. All right. It is time to open the TV binge box and find out what everyone has been watching. And Robbo, you've been watching some TV. I sure have, because I thought, you know what? I'm going to sum it with you guys. I'm going to turn on the old uh, free to wear. The JVC um, VCR? That, well, I won that from Australia's Funniest Home Videos. Thank you to Tony Perrin for that. Uh, and obviously, Jo Beth Taylor, was she? Yes. Yep. Grand and Kennedy, and, and of Grand Kennedy. Yep. And a Brisbane favourite, Jackie McDonald. Uncle oh, yes, Doug Mulray at some point. Please, thanking you. Half an um, episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the adult version, though. That's my kind of version. Uh, look, um, I've been watching. I watched The Voice. Um, I'll tell you a couple of That's things. I've never watched you. more. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I've watched. Uh, I, I've never watched more than two minutes of that show. I'll give you a couple of things here. Until now. Until now, I, I think that the uh, I, I think that the the chats after the blinds, and I don't like it calling the blinds victory, victory, the winning blinds, one three, one three, double nine. People will know that if they were at home in the nineties. Jesus, Robin. No, no, victory blinds was a that, that's Robo. That that are you okay in there? Blink twice. Blink if you need help. No, no, no. I I will tell them to anyone. If you listen to this, tweet this. You will know the victory blinds jingle. Yes, in Queensland, played. it wasn't national. No, everywhere. No. In any case, um, so the one <laughs> thing is, uh, Rita said to uh, one of the singers uh, whose name was Levi X. Um, this is a wonderful interaction. I, I just love it. I think it's so beautiful. Uh, she said, Levi X, um, how did you come to that name? Uh, he replied, it's my name. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that was a wonderful interaction. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I, I love I, I it that it. they left it in. It's like TV black box. We yeah. leave the <laughs> awkward moments in. It's what makes it so unique. Things. Let's, let's reenact it. So pretend I'm wearing this gold kind of Logie Oscar thing. Um, yeah. um, Rob. Rob, um, Rob, you're called Rob Ignite. How did you come up with that name, sweetie? Um, it's my name. It's beautiful. I hope you come on my team. What a wonderful <laughs> thing. Um, the other thing I noticed was um, there is too much of the I thought I was going to get to be Rita then just quietly, but anyway. No, I'm Rita because I want to wear that gold to do, dress. Hey, hey Robbo, what's your name? Oh, That's not how she she's speaks. She's not Irish. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's on the same kind of island. Um, the other thing is... Um, oh, Robbo. Same hemisphere. I really enjoyed it, and I haven't watched these things for a long, long time, but I really enjoyed it, and I think they're doing a good job um, on that. Um, uh, the other thing is the floor. Jeepers creepers. Scratch to buggery. Mm. That, that, that has been not swept with a mop, but swept with a scourer, <laughs> with a bit of steel wool. I think it's absolutely bloody atrocious. And because the lights hit it so much, yeah, that's what I was reflective. thinking about all the time. Um, the other thing is, um, I then waited after the show finished, um, and I saw the intro or the opener for the FIFA World Cups. And I... I um, is it one oh, cup or two I, cups? you watched it tonight, did you? Not, not last night, on Sunday night, when there was an opener to a different show. Not no, I didn't. Okay. No, no, I didn't. But but what the opener had the coloured people um, in. Um, remember the coloured people from. I feel an edit coming. Yeah, what are you talking no, no, no. about? Back in the day, Channel Seven had people in morph suits who were red, oh, yeah, green, yeah, yeah, yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five and colours was, of seven. That's right, and it threw me back to that. They were never called these... the coloured people. 
like, oh, no, okay. should I, that so be? Sorry. What is going but on? But that's what I mean. Um, the other thing also is there are too many sound effects um, in the voice. Um, you know that that's not what's happening. They cut to the audience. They seem to not realise that when you cut to the audience <laughs> and you play the sound effect where they're clapping and cheering and then you cut to the audience and they're not clapping and cheering. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an editor because I'm not an angry person at heart. Uh, and, and anyone who's worked in television knows that editors are friggin' angry. Um, so that, that's the only thing. I thought it was a good show. It, it could be cut down. What was the if pressure? you're still with us, look, you might be wondering what happened what and why Robbo's only about? went for 30 seconds. No, that, that was all. That was uh, all let's just say good there stuff. was a lot of editing involved there. Oh, um, piss off. That was, good. that was good stuff. Hey, I finally watched something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been watching Gogglebox UK on Binge. I am, and Foxtel, I love it. I lo- Although, I don't know if I should tell this story. No. My like daughter was watching it with me tonight. Dalt, 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 really quickly. You've got three, remember. My eldest dal- daughter. Okay, I, thank God, thank God. You, you do that to thank me God. every time. My eldest daughter was watching it with me. She's 16. And what? Yeah. Um, she's about to turn 17, Robert. Wow. <laughs> Not that the listeners care. Um, and we were watching it, and the goggle boxes were watching a show called Naked Attraction. Oh, now, great show. This is a show in the UK no, where there are women or men, in this instance women, with behind perspex shields with colours. They lift up, so you see the feet first, the legs, and then you see the vajayjays, right? Okay. All, all the tackle, yeah. And the men, the man is there having a look at them, saying what he likes, and then they lift up the rest of it. Anyway, she's a bit... Uh, uh, and I'm like, do you want to leave, darling? And she's like, no, no, it's all right. I just like, by the way, that Rob said to his daughter, do you want to leave because I'm going to stare at other women's vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Go and tell your mother I'm watching a National Geographic. Right? That's right. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it's all right, Rob, play on. I'm, I'm being a smart. <laughs> and then cut to the man comes out in all his tackle and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Anyway, she... Closes her eyes, looks again, and it's the close-up shot of his tackle. And she turns to me and what says... What these code it's words for JJ's and tackle? Tackle, I know. <laughs> are no, we I love ten years old? Jesus. And you're, no, you're turning tackle. 17 and you use these words with yeah. her. Yeah. And she turns no, to me and says, shocked. well, that's the first penis I've seen, Dad. That's good. <laughs> You should be happy yeah, you about miss, that. But you misheard what she actually said, Rob. Was it that's the first piece and that's the first penis that I've seen that you know about, Dad? Oh, yeah, no, she's not that kind of girl. And <laughs> she's not. <laughs> and, and it was a bonding moment where I was with my daughter yeah. when she oh. saw her first. Penis. Oh, I probably wouldn't repeat oh. that to anyone. That last sentence there. <laughs> should I cut that this one out? out. <laughs> This whole segment is not I just probably wouldn't out. say to people it was a bonding moment with my daughter when she saw her first penis. Like, let's just... She saw her first cock. Yeah. I rem- and, and you'll recount it at her 21st birthday where uh, fondly... You know I will. on the couch. And you know I will. I'm I saw my 50th it. and she saw her first. <laughs> right, he's... He's seen a few, especially with that shirt. But I, I, I'm shocked that in a couple of years, three or four, uh, four, hold on, uh, give me, hold on, 27, 18, 19, 20, five, five years, um, that should be 21, that's outrageous. Yes, I don't think the listeners care, to be honest, Robbo. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I know you're struggling to deal with the fact my daughter is now 16, going on 17. Well, that means anyway. I met her when she was, like, what, two or three? Yes. 
The other show I've been watching is Robots on Amazon Prime with Jack Whitehall. Oh. It was okay. His dad's awful. It was all right. Pass. Hmm. You're fine without it. Abby, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, so I watched the first episode of Thank God You're Here, which I loved. Yes. I'm so happy. No, I haven't it's seen back. it yet. What was it like? So spoilers, just, Rob. Yes, yeah, spoilers. They go into a, they have to open the door and then someone asks. They open a blue door. Yeah. Abby! I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really good. It was just exactly like the original. Um, I liked that they have the mix of old and new comedians because I was a bit mm. worried they would only go for new ones. I don't really know any new ones, so it was really nice. And I think even I saw, like, next week they've got... Or this coming week, sorry. They've got, like, Luke McGregor. And, like, it, it's just really funny. Yes, Robbo. Um, um, uh, remember uh, Chris Lee once said um, when he was being Mr G, he did a thank God you're here thing. And it's, on the, it's on the internet. And he goes, thank, thank God, God you're, you're here. Grandma's, grandma's been raped. raped. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that they do that. They have to do that on the finale. Thank do God you know, you're here, grandma's I been went raped. to a pilot with him. For a channel, you, so, when I was working at the at Channel Seven in the Epping days, there was a pilot he took part on. It was a quiz show. Oh yeah. Oh. And he did an interpretive dance of something, Ooh, and it was dicey. weird and bizarre. Yeah. But the contestants worked out what he was dancing to, oh. and what show well, I, he was trying. I to... I don't s- understand why this hasn't been picked up. <laughs> this sounds like a fantastic <laughs> program. <laughs> wow. What a what a missed opportunity there. Sorry, anyway, Abby. Um, sorry, anyway, Abby. What's your second no, show? No, my second show is I'm finally watching the second season of Only Murders in the Building. Um, it's good. It's Just not in as time for the third one. Yeah, my the third one's about to it. come out, which is why I was like, I better watch the second. I, I really like it. My big, and I'm only like three quarters of the way through, so I don't know any big spoilers or anything. What service are you watching that on, Abby? Disney Plus. Um, my one complaint about this season <laughs> is that Cara Delevingne is awful. And I love Cara as Delevingne. As a human or as an actor? As an actor. Love Cara Delevingne as a human, but we all learnt she couldn't act when she did Paper Towns a few years ago. And But then she still got cast in something <laughs> else. Like, it's her Jesus. only acting thing she's ever done. It was like her big acting debut. She was awful, Not bless great. her. And mm. now they've cast her in something else. I don't understand, but other than yeah, that... Yeah, she wasn't great in this. No. I, I'll give you that one. She's awful. And that's she's saying something, stunning. given that she's acting against Selena Gomez, who is bloody awful. I will no, hear no word no, of that. No, no, oh You take God. that back. She's you horrendous. You take that back. Selena, Selena Gomez, Gomez is wonderful. Selena Gomez is a gift to the human race. She is yeah, a god she did, men. No, she did that wonderful song, My Heart Will Go On, um, all by myself. <laughs> is that... <laughs> Is that Selena? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Applause sign. Applause sign. No, but anyway, yeah, I I am really liking the second season still. um, And, yes, very excited for the third. The only reason to watch Only Murders in the Building is Steve Martin and Martin Short. No, and Selena. Selena. No, no, she's horrible. Malk, what have you been watching? (laughs) I've been watching a lot of television, actually, Rob, but I'll I'll, I'll only give you two, such as the parameters placed upon it. Oh, thank God. Um, The first one of three. The first one has three parts. And it's (laughs) 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 the the first show is Bay of Fires, which is airing uh, linear broadcast 8.30 Sunday nights on the ABC. uh, And, of course, available on ABC iView to catch up. Stars Marta Dusseldorp, among others. The basic premise is that Marta and her children go on the run because of um, some insidious 
people that are trying to kill her. Turns out, it, well, we learned this in the first episode, it's no spoilers. Her partner is a part of them, and so she has to flee, and someone helps her escape to the nether regions of Tasmania to this weird <laughs> town where... <laughs> Where we are learning, they escape to the nether regions. <laughs> I don't so even I get hope, the joke. I hope so. That downstairs, nether Tassi. regions are downstairs yeah, area. Yeah, downstairs I hope oh that this yeah, makes the Actual edit so children. that people absolutely get to appreciate what I have to work with some weeks. Um, I'm anyway, been you're really, talking about vagina. Go ahead. I've been really enjoying, <laughs> really enjoying the program. The challenge for me is that now we're four episodes in of an eight-episode series. And there's still too many secrets. Mm. Like, the audience have not been let in enough of what's going on and why is the town like this and what's the happening thing. I agree with this kind of stuff, Mocky. I, I do. It, it, it's shitty. You need to give Poor a little pacing, bit of... pacing, yeah. 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 I agree and, with And you, I yeah. don't need it to all flood me in, like, episode seven into eight and go, oh, here's all of the answers you need to know. You've got mm. to be able to stretch it out and give us... And I would Agreed. say, by comparison, yep. that's where Amazon's deadlock... Uh, from Kate McCartney, Kate McLennan did a really good job. Was that they did pace it really well across? I the have episode. heard bad things about that show. Oh, well, then you've heard it from nobody who counts because it is <laughs> <laughs> delightful. <laughs> it is such a great show. <laughs> it's brilliant. Great Aussie comedy. I'm great Aussie that drama. An excellent yeah, who done it. Deadlock on Amazon. But yeah, Bay of Fires. I, I'm hanging in with it. I'm, I'm not saying it's horrible. Just the pacing is a little bit off kilter. And, Malky, really quickly, you spoke to the uh, one of the actresses from Deadlock who was lovely uh, on yes. the red carpet at, at the Logie. She was lovely. I did, it was lovely to speak to Kate Box, the uh, absolute star, I believe I called yeah, her, of Deadlock. Uh, and uh, I think I'm on her Christmas card list now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, delightful. And Kate Box is appearing in some more stuff coming shortly. Erotic Stories on SBS, uh, a good series there. Um, and some more stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, Kate, brilliant in Deadlock, a very funny, funny series on Amazon Prime Video, should you choose to watch it. I would suggest that you do subscribe to Prime Video because the other show I want to talk about premiered on Friday with three episodes of a seven-episode limited series. It's called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Oh, I want to see I've this. I've heard of this. Yes, I got yes, to yes, go yes. to the preview event that they held where they showed the first two and the author of the book that this series mm. comes from, oh, uh, Holly cool. Ringland, was there and interviewed along with every fucking executive producer under the sun <laughs> that helped make the series. God. Um, <laughs> And we didn't need to hear from them as much as we needed to hear from Holly, but it was lovely to hear from her. Uh, and it, it stayed very true to the book. So for people that have read the book, they will know it is quite the tale. The basic premise is we meet a young girl, Alice Hart, who in the first, I think it's the first episode, is sadly orphaned after a, a, a domestic and family violence issue that claims her father and mother and unborn brother's lives. Uh, and as a part of the trauma of that, Alice stops speaking. Um, there are people within the town, the community that care for her, including um, Asha Ketty, who is the town librarian, and her husband, uh, Alexander England, who is the local sergeant. Um, and, and they want to try and care for her. However, Alice's grandmother, played by Sigourney Weaver, comes Ooh. into town and uh, takes her on as her own because she is kin. Um, a blood relative, and takes her home to her wildflower farm that she runs um, mm. as a going concern. But what we actually learn is that that, that um, 
Wildflower Farm is actually a refuge for other women who are escaping domestic and family violence issues. Um, it is gruelling and challenging to watch because while it is not graphic in the way they display the violence, you are very aware of the violence that does take place and is talked about. And you do see the aftermath of some of those violent episodes in different cases. And it is so bloody brilliant. Like, step past the fact that Sigourney Weaver's Australian accent is not great. But you can push through that pretty easily. Leah Purcell is in it, and every time that woman cries, I oh, bawl awesome. my guts out. She is a gift. She is a gift to this nation yeah. and an incredible yeah. actress and director and writer in her own right. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. she's just brilliant. Yep. The, the brilliant. people that steal this, however, beyond Asher, beyond Sigourney, beyond um, Leah, Alexander England, the copper, um, is just a phenomenal star turn performance from him. And I got to interview him on the Logie's Red Carpet. He was a part of Black Snow and one of the ah. four that I spoke to in that. Uh, and young Alia Thomas, who, uh, sorry, Alia Brown, pardon me, who plays Alice Hart as the, the child, uh, maybe 11 years old. What a performance she puts in because for a number of episodes, she has to act and not speak. Mm. and is just incredible. Huge. And, yeah, yeah, and even before when she was talking and interacting with her parents prior to the incident, she's acting like out of her head there. Like it is just beautifully shot, great, great, great uh, locations that they've pulled in Australia to do this. It is going to knock you for a six. And if you have experienced or know people that have had any experience around domestic and family violence, I, I caution you to watch it. You may want to do it with, with a loved person or, or someone that can care for you in it because it is going to be quite the ride, but so, so worth it. So incredible. This is already, I'm going to call it the drama of the year, Australian drama of the year, The Lost mm. Flowers of Alice Hart on Prime Video. Hello, Robbo. Well, Mocky, uh, yeah, so beautifully said, and I'm going to use a, uh, a TV trope here just to get us out of this. Um, change of pace now. Wonderful. Uh, I, I, when you talk, I listen. <laughs> Thanks, None of these assholes on this show, but I, when you talk, I listen. <laughs> um, so just a quick thing, just to get us out of it. Um, I've got a key ring that is a test pattern. Yes. Um, and I've got a key ring of a TV Week Loki Award. I'm going to put that up on the Twitter for the TV Black Box community um, just to get us out of that. What a wonderful show. Can I thank you, uh, Abby Mickelson, um, in your audio? You've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, darling. And thank you for waking up for this. Mulk, you when you talk, I listen. You are absolutely wonderful. And can I say, the man who wears the shirt that no one else will. Rob McKnight, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Guys, uh, this has been TV Black Box. Uh, you know, for more information, head to tvblackbox.com.au. What a wonderful treat it's been to be with you. Uh, find out my uh, show and tell stuff on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you next week. All the best. <laughs> oh, God. What the hell was that? Yeah, Robbo won't be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> 